0: hey what's happening everybody welcome back to mental health casual i am your host lucky and today we're going over to the alcoholism subreddit but before we get into that if any of you guys are new here first off welcome basically what i do is i go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new but by no means am i a professional so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt Um, as well uh, if the advice does work for you uh, go ahead and apply it to your life however you see fit um, these are mostly, it's mostly for like learning purposes for everyone involved. You know, I by no means am the, am like a, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, oh, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, Tony, is, is it, is it, uh, it's like Tony Robbins or something like that. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of those like inspirational people or, you know, those people that, <clears throat> that are, you know super you know like uh, like eckhart tolle or somebody like that who actually does a lot of research and stuff i'm just somebody who has lived through some of these things including alcoholism and uh yeah and i think learning from so many different people's experiences has really helped expand my understanding of um, alcoholism because the thing about it right so anecdotal evidence is okay but statistical evidence is typically what uh what you know people make laws about what people how people make treatments but statistical data if you think about it is just a lot of anecdotal data right so anecdotal data is typically you know you to me you or somebody you know and you know that's anecdotal because it's like you know it's a story that you know but it you don't know based off the statistics whereas statistical data is from a lot of different sources typically random and in different you know, in different environments and stuff. So the random part, that's where the random part comes in. Um, so that's kind of the, uh, you know, that's why I like to listen to a lot of these, you know, because it's almost like I, I'm, I'm getting uh, a lot, I mean, not as much as you would need for statistical data. You know, I just want to make that very clear. I'm not trying to replace statistical data, but I think it opens up a lot of conversations about these different subjects. So, um, you know, at least for for me, you uh, you know, I haven't had too many urges recently. Um, I had a little bit of an urge uh, the other day. I was watching uh, this this podcast I've talked about it a lot on here: Two Bears, One Cave." With uh, two Two Bears, One Cave," yeah, two Bears, One Cave" with uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, two comedians. By the way, hilarious podcast. Uh, definitely recommend it. But you know, uh, the guy on there, Burke Kreischer, just reminds me too much of me when I was in my drinking phase, where it's like every little thing that comes to his head, he wants to do. And, you know, I think that's what makes him such an excellent comedian. Um, by the way, I saw Bert Crasher live and there was, it was, there was something magical about it. Cause when you see somebody live, that is like a professional and you're like, oh, this is what a professional is as opposed to like a, you know, a, a you know, as opposed to somebody who like, you know, everybody th- thinks that they can go up and tell a couple of jokes, but no, you start to realize there's a lot more to it than that. Um. But you know it's and Burke Crusher is known for like taking off his shirt. He's known for apparently the movie Van Wilder was based off of his life, so you know it, it, he's he's very he's very like he's very much part here. Anyway, um, you know I, I haven't you know every time I watch that show, you know, and he's drinking, you know, and now he's drinking like the same drinks that I used to drink, which was because uh, he started he was drinking Heinekens, and now he's drinking Legion Space Dust, which is uh, an IPA. Uh, which is very strong, by the way. So typical beers like the Heinekens and all that stuff will usually be up to about 5.5 alcohol percentage. Um, and Elysian space stuff, it does stuff, if I'm not mistaken, is about 8.2%. So a lot more than a typical Heineken, Corona, anything like that. And uh, when I used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, so I used to go watch the um, UFC fights over at Buffalo Wild Wings and man i would go in there and uh get drunk as hell and uh the thing was they would uh i i got in i was in there so much that they would be like hey you want space dust man i was like dang it they know who i am <laughs> they, they literally knew me as the space dust guy because i just kept drinking i would drink like nine of those and by the way it's like it's like seven bucks you know uh, i don't i I think it's a pint but whatever either way is a lot of of a freaking alcohol drink and it's a lot of space dust dude i i would get out of there super blacked out anyway um yeah after watching him do that I, i started having a little bit more craving towards it but you know i think it's just because he's somebody that i admire but i don't like that's part of that part of him i don't completely admire but Um, i try and respect it as well because obviously you know he's very successful you know a little bit older so you know he can do he's more than welcome to do what he wants anyway let's go over to the alcoholism subreddit and see what it says uh, first post says i relapsed after 11 days long story short i'm a 23 year old uh, alcoholic my girlfriend we've only been dating for 2.5 months has been six months sober and i tried to quit drinking because she's been inspiring me to do better excuse me, I work for a trucking company and we drive across states for deliveries. I consider myself a pretty positive person in these past 11 days. I've been feeling much better. However, today my coworker and I on a long distance drive got into an argument. I'm very high energy and I started the day a little bit too positive for his mood. I was trying to crack jokes and stuff and he just wasn't in the mood he told me i was annoying and it really hurt me because i thought i was just being friendly now i'm stuck with him for the next few days in this semi truck and we've only exchanged a few words since our argument. we stopped at a truck stop and i just needed to get something to drink i bought two twisted teas and uh and the total for my purchase was six six dollars and sixty six cents for two drinks Wow, if that's not a bad omen, Uh, for people that don't know, uh, 666 is the number of uh, the devil or the beast. Uh, it's, It's a very unholy number. So anyway, oh, okay, and here we go into it. I also believe in God, and I consider this a sign from him. I feel horrible, and I want to tell my girlfriend what I did, but I don't know how to approach it. I'm multiple states away from her and won't be home until next week. I could really use some guidance right now. If anyone could help me through this, feel the worst. Uh, I feel the worst I've felt in months. I was doing so good for these past eleven days, and only took one small problem to make me relapse. That just shows I use a- alcohol <clears throat> as a way to cope with my emotions, and I want to change. Thanks for reading this, and I hope to hear from someone from anyone in a similar situation. So you want to be um, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Let's let's start with this, right? You want to be careful about what you're using as the uh what you're using as fuel for your sobriety so um you can use your girlfriend as a catalyst for your sobriety and by the way people who listen to this a lot know exactly where i'm going with this um but you ultimately have to be the one to throw the wood on the fire she's not going to be the one that does that especially if you're away from her this long right um the next thing is uh for you know, for people, you know, at least this is what I do, right? Um, Sometimes I tend to overanalyze um, when people say things to me, right? And it actually sounds like you have a pretty good grasp on the situation, which is uh, this person is not, you know, you're very high energy. This person is not very high energy. By the way, I totally get that. Um, I've I've gotten to the point where some people don't completely like or you know when i was working in like retail a lot of people didn't really like the fact that i was um that i was not it's not that i was happy it was just like i would sing a lot i would just because i liked being in motion i liked the the feeling of you know when i used to work in a warehouse i liked the feeling of being on a machine i like the feeling of you know it, it just it made the time go by a lot faster in my opinion and so, you know, sometimes people just, you know, they're just like, oh man, dude, you gotta yeah, chill out, you know. Cause listen, I mean, if somebody's not vibing with you, it's and listen, I don't completely believe in energies, but there is something to say about vibes and how they uh how they transfer one, from one person to another. And if somebody's not vibrating at your frequency, man, they don't they don't want to be near you, bro, you know? Um, but this is a good learning experience for you, right? Um <clears throat> Because I think a lot of times we don't really see, uh, sorry, we don't figure out exactly why we're drinking until something like this happens. So even though you did relapse after 11 days, first off, do not feel uh, terrible. The relapse rate of alcohol is very high. So, um, once again, I'm trying to, uh, there we go. Or relapse rate for alcoholics. I, like I said, I'm not bringing this up because I want to discourage anybody. I just want you guys to understand that it's pretty high. So between 40 to 60% of people who've been treated for addiction or, or alcoholism relapse within a year, according to a 2014 study in JAMA. Anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say that that's probably about right still today. Um, it, it's, it's unfortunately a little bit like, um, like uh recidivism rates amongst uh, convicts you know it's, it's pretty high um but i just uh the reason why i bring that up is because there are people who have relapsed who still have a, a hope st- sorry who still have hope for going forward in the future um you're you're one amongst many who relapse and still decide to want to go with their sobriety right um you're the thing is, um, I met this therapist a long time ago who asked us what's going to happen if you relapse, or if you, let's say, um, uh, let's say you end up going into a, um, an episode again or something like that. Cause you know, there were a lot of different people in this outpatient procedure, um, that was going or outpatient, patient program, um. And, you know, so it was like for the bipolar people, what happens if you go through another episode? What happened for the, uh, alcoholics, what happens if you drink again? Right. And he asked us like, you know, what is your plan when that happens? And one guy just could not come to terms with it. He just was like, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not going to let myself do it. I'm not going to let myself do it. And he just would not think about, he, 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 it was almost like thinking about the possibility of him failing was not an option. Right. Uh, by the way, Totally respect that that line of thinking if that's what helps you, but the thing is, especially if something is such a high recidivism rate or with with such a high relapse rate, you you have to have a plan for what happens when you do relapse, right? Um, there, there has to be, you know, what, what are you going to do? Um, and so you should have an open communication with your girlfriend. Now I will just say this, I don't think this is the best kind of conversation to have over the phone. So it's probably better to have a, um, you know, at least not as extensive a conversation. So if you want to let her know that you did this, that's fine. But also tell her, listen, I want to talk to you when I get back. I prefer not to have this over the phone. I'm driving, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, uh, trucking gig, So, um, I I want, but I, but I do really want your help when I get back, which is, I think probably the best way to approach that. Um, or you can try and bring it up to her when you get back and tell her, you know, I, 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 I messed up, you know? Um, and it's important to just keep on going forward. Now, in terms of, um, Your friend and all that stuff listen a lot of people use alcohol for for that particular reason because something bad happens in our lives which is very interesting because you know it's a natural depressant so we 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 face depressing things with a natural depressant it's very strange um it's almost like we drink alcohol to accept the fact that we're depressed Uh, by the way just this is just me speaking like metaphorically i suppose to a certain degree but um yeah it's very strange to me that we drink a depressant to stop being depressed. And i've I, because whenever I see people drink alcohol, it's almost like a truth serum, right? They'll start actually talking about their problems when they're drunk. They won't remember them. They won't remember talking about them, but they will uh they will go into that. So um, yeah, there's a like that's a very common reason um for this. So absolutely tell your girlfriend, however, I mean, listen, you know more about your girlfriend than I do. so, however you want to break the news to her, um, as long as you do at some point. Um, and, uh, and, you know, as for the 666, I mean, if that helps you, I guess, with quitting, then that's totally fine. I wouldn't read too much into this. Listen, this is, this is a relapse. This happens to a lot of people. And, um, And you have to remember that you're still on this journey. A a relapse is only one step of a long journey to sobriety, okay? Um, And I am still on a very long journey to sobriety. I've been sober for... I've been completely sober for two years. I've been sober off... Yeah, I've been sober off alcohol for two years because that was the last substance I had to quit. Um, So it's still a very long journey for me, right? Like it's a continuous, it's a continuous journey because guess what? I plan to live a long time. Uh, So uh, since I want to be sober for as long as possible. um, And the reason why I don't save the rest of my life is just because I don't it gets so crazy in my head, like, oh my God, I have to be sober for this of my life. Instead, I'm just like, I want to be sober as long as possible because I take it day by day instead of thinking about the lifetime, or instead of thinking about these long-term commitments, because that usually scares people away. Anyway, best of luck to you. Remember to tell your girlfriend at some point, and just remember this is very common for people to relapse, okay? Um, but what you do next is going to determine your your, your sobriety journey. Uh, let's see next post here. Um, Let's try, uh, where, where, where was the post that I had? I, I had a post here and I was just like, it was a, Oh, here we go. Um, So this one is interesting. I had to do a little research into this one. One week into Naltrexone, any tips? After a year of going uh, to meetings and being able to limit but not stop drinking, I decided to go ahead and take a Naltrexone. So before we go any further, Naltrexone, uh, let me read you a little bit about it. Actually, no, I'll, I'll, sum it up, I'll sum it up a little bit because it takes a little while. Um, basically, what Naltrexone is supposed to do is you can take it while you're drinking alcohol. However, it's not it's, it's not for people who are physically dependent on alcohol. It's for people who, like at, at, like like this person said, at the end of their journey for this, but they can't get rid of that last part of it. Um, and basically, what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to basically negate the effects of alcohol. So it makes you, A, not crave it, and B, not get the effects of alcohol. So... It basically, <clears throat> excuse me. It basically uh, stops the endorphin receptors in the body, so um, it, it basically just blocks the, fe- the the effects and the feelings of the alcohol and stuff. So um, let me let me read a little bit of it because I, I think blocking the endorphins. Is, okay, so it binds to the endorphin receptor. That was what I meant to say. Um, so it, it's supposed to stop the cravings as much as possible. So <clears throat> um, and then even once you stop drinking, uh, you can still. Uh, take Naltrexone for a little while, and I think what is it? It says uh, typical typical treatments are yeah three to four months. So <clears throat> excuse me. So you basically take it alongside alcohol to 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 to, to, to for that last little stretch. Anyway, uh, let's read. Keep reading. My doctor was excited to prescribe it, as he said he had several patients find success. The directions were to take one pill a day for the first week and drink as normal. I did that, even though it was tough some days because the pill made me nauseous. One problem I noticed is the last two days, the quote-unquote buzz uh, has come back when I drank enough. Today I start my second week where I double the dosage and try not to drink. I didn't get much instruction other than that. I looked up the Sinclair method, but you have to pay for that. Anybody find success with this have any tips or warnings? I have a safety bottle in case I have the desire to drink. But should I be actively fighting my urges to give in to them to cement the lack of benefits to my brain? Um <laughs> You know what i think uh by the way i've never been through this before so this is you know just take this with a grain of salt um what i think is the uh is that you're you're almost there um and listen i i think you should probably stop that urge to drink once again people if you guys are, are physically dependent on alcohol do not try and just stop by yourself that could lead to health problems including death by the way um but since you've gotten to this point, I think this would definitely um, help out a lot. Uh, one of the things that I, w- I would tell you is to see, and, and by the way, since you've been through, did you say you've been through Oh, meetings and being able to limit but not stop drinking? Um, this is where you start figuring out, okay, what is my why in life? Because once you stop drinking, because drinking becomes a lot of people's why's in life. So what I mean by why is their purpose, basically. Uh, think. I just want you to think about it, right? You go to work, you go, you you have a family, but you it becomes your reward in life. Well, the reward in life should be ultimately your purpose, right? And of course, there's like little rewards, right? Like when every every now and then, when I get to get to take a week off of uh, editing and doing podcast stuff, I mean, it, it's it's fantastic. But at the same time, um, you know, my purpose is my reward. So when you, because a lot of times when people quit alcohol, they lose, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with themselves anymore. And if you find that thing that you want to do, then you're going to have a lot better of a chance of staying sober because you're going to have that thing that preoccupies your time. It's a lot like um, that saying, uh, the idle hands are the devil's workshops. Uh, devil's workshops devil's workshop um because when your hands are idle right they're not doing anything they're not working on your purpose or anything like that uh they're free to use right and so all of a sudden you have all this time on your hands and you start to think okay what am i gonna do now am i gonna go do this oh maybe i'll go do that maybe i'll go do something that's that's gnarly in some way you know somebody with too much time on their hands is typically going to dabble in drug use or do something else right so you want to find that thing that will preoccupy your time. And listen, I know a lot of people who have, who have turned to video games. Um, granted, is it the best thing? No, because video game addiction is absolutely a thing, but it's, I would say it's better than uh, an example of this would be uh, Bobby Lee, right? A very famous comedian, um, a famous podcaster as well. He has a podcast called Tiger Belly. Very funny, by the way. Um, but yeah, he is also, he's from Matt TV. If anybody, you know, if that helps clue you in who he is. Um, but one thing that, uh, he does is he plays a lot of video games. He plays like 12 hours of video games. So he's changed his addiction from alcohol to that, right? So you have to be careful with how far you take it, but I would, this is just my opinion, right? I would rather see him gaming 12 hours a day than drinking, uh, 12 hours a day, right? So that, that's just my thing. But listen, try and, find, try and find something that will take up your time from drinking, because a lot of times we structure our schedule around drinking, right? So, if I, you know, I remember I quit uh, doing uh, D&D or Dungeons and Dragons for a while, because it was getting in the way of my drinking. Well, okay, it was getting in the way of my drinking um, uh, and going to the, the club and stuff. So, <clears throat> that was the reason why, excuse me, that was the reason why I, I, I stopped doing that stuff. So, um, anyway, uh best of luck to you. Remember to find that purpose. Uh what was the oh my god, I'm trying to remember the uh Oh, here we go. Uh let's do this one. I think my boyfriend has become an alcoholic. Help me. I, a twenty-eight-year-old female, have been with my boyfriend, a 29-year-old male for a few years and he used to just drink a few beers Excuse me, watching a foot watching the football match with his mates on a weekend. Sounds like we got a, uh, a Brit here, uh, but a little while ago, uh, actually, do do Australian people call their friends and mates? I don't know. Anyway, but a little while ago, he started making his own cider, and now he's drinking forty pints every three to four days, and it's like it doesn't bother him anymore. Like he can just drink and drink, and he's fine. What is going on here? I asked him, "Why are you drinking so much these days?" And he replied, "I like a few drinks after work. What is wrong with that?" <clears throat> um so when you're talking about this and actually somebody mentioned something very good uh the commenter says uh check out Alanon a support group for you uh, Alanon subreddit we've been on a lot and that that is typically where people would talk about this kind of stuff so ap- uh, great by the way great uh re- redirection for this person um, alcoholism subreddit is typically for people who are affected by the the Disease of alcoholism, whereas Alanon is for the people who are affected by other people who are affected by the the disease of alcoholism, anyway. Um, I just want to point out how much 40 pints is. I actually didn't think of how much this is. This is roughly about five gallons every three to four days. So imagine drinking, um, through five uh milk gallons of just cider, I guess, um, every three to four days. Uh, so The problem with – by the way, I had this problem too where I got so – my tolerance went so high, but I still wanted to be drunk. I still wanted the the, the feelings of it, and the problem was it took me so much. and I would have spent so much money. I mean I'm I'm telling you guys, I would drink a six-pack of the hardest IPA I could find. I would drink a couple of um, 40s. And, you know, that that's a lot of calories, by the way. And then on top of that, you know, once once the – because, you know, there's carbonation in there. And so when the bubbles subside, you have all this empty space in your stomach. And it's like, man, I want food, buddy, you know. Um, so then you order a bunch of stuff and it, it just gets terrible. So, um, yeah, with, with this um, – and by the way, I know ex- I've heard – the minute uh, when I – so I, I, re- I pre-read a lot of these. Um, but the minute before I, I even read what the reply was from the boyfriend, knew exactly what he was going to say. I like a few drinks after work. What is wrong with that? Um, kind of normalizing that this is something that or making it seem like this is something that is normal. Remember, remember that that the image of five gallons every four days, every three to four days. It could be three to four days. Right. How many of you guys drink that much milk in three to four days? Uh, Actually, you know what? Maybe there are some people out there. Maybe. I'm not a huge milk fan. I'm just putting that out there. But like I said, there is a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot, right? Um, So when you're you're drinking that much, it really does – I mean, it just becomes part of your lifestyle to the point where you accept it – you accept that as – as part of it so when and that's why it's important to have people tell you if there's something wrong it's important to listen to them by the way that's the other that's the other part of this you have to listen to the people around you because if you don't there will be um there will be a time where you won't see something i guarantee it because it's very hard to see yourself in the third person uh and uh people are going to tell you hey this is there's something wrong here and listen people were telling me for a long time that i had a problem you know, I mean, like, you know, just my mom telling me, you know, like, oh, my God, you got way too drunk last night. You know, my friends telling me you got way too drunk last night. You know, everybody was telling me this stuff, but I didn't want to listen because it it, it felt as if they were judging me. And that's why when you're talking about this stuff, uh, or sorry, when you try and tell somebody whether or not they have a problem. uh. <clears throat> you have to you have to uh remove some of the judgment from it now this is definitely something to talk to a therapist about to try because i think they do a pretty good job of asking people things without judging them um you know i i I never felt completely judged by my therapist right even if we had a a differing of opinion and going forward it was something I, i always felt like they respected my opinion to a certain degree so Um, talking to a therapist might help you out a lot and not, not just your boyfriend. I'm I'm talking about you in particular, uh, that might help you figure out what you want to do in the situation. Um, so, uh, and listen, you know, I think this is the problem, right? We think about, um, you know, when you first start off, you think it's, oh, it's just a few beers, but you know, the the thing about it, man, I, I'm like with my family, with my Samoan side of my family, man, they can drink dude they can drink a lot they drink a lot <laughs> i mean a lot dude like i mean I'm, I'm gonna say that one more time it's a lot <laughs> we went through a lot of beers um and listen i'm all about having a great time i think that's a f- wonderful you know if you guys can have a great time but you always have to ask yourself why is it that every time you have a great time there has to be alcohol involved or there are ha- like you know exactly like like that right um, if you can't have fun with somebody without alcohol, why, you know, is there even a point to being there? Is there even, do you guys even have chemistry without alcohol? Um, this is why whenever I would make uh, quote unquote friends at the bar, um, I never remembered any of them. You know, they would always, they would always, you know, say things that they buy me a drink or I'd buy them a drink, but you know, it, it was, it was shallow at best, right? It wasn't the it was the alcohol it was it was it was the 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 band of alcohol that was bringing us together but only when we were drunk so that that's the that's i think that's the biggest problem with um with with uh uh equating alcohol to your your um thinking of alcohol as a normal thing right like oh yeah everybody drinks five gallons every three to four days no that's not that's not true so, um, you want to be careful once you start getting more tolerant of alcohol or, or weed and stuff, because if you're drinking so much, that's when your tolerance starts to go up. Right. Um, whereas if you're only drinking like one or two, it's hard for your tolerance to go up, you know? And so usually once your tolerance starts to go up, I find that people, it's usually people who, well, are either big like me or, uh, and, or who are drinking to get blacked out drunk. Because once you drink to get blacked out drunk, you're drinking six, seven, eight, nine beers, with some shots. You you just keep adding to it to the point where you you're not you're, you can't be satiated anymore. So yeah, you have to be real careful with um, with doing that to your body. So and as we talked about before, right? Your gut health is uh, directly affected to your brain health. So you want to be careful with what you're putting into your gut anyway guys uh thank you guys so much for listening remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below also if you'd like to email me you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com but as always guys don't forget to keep it casual